Welcome to the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast, sponsored by Mark Ken Properties. You want that seclusion in the middle of the coronavirus? You got it. Five-star luxury, two locations on Lake Lanier, just north of Atlanta. Beautiful spot in Fort Lauderdale, MarkKenProperties.com, M-A-R-K-E-N Properties.com. We're going to have a little fun today in, in advance of the 4th of July weekend. Once again, we welcome back the podcast guru. You like that title? I do. I'll accept it. I don't know that I'm worthy of it, but I'll accept it. Okay. David Sorge is uh, joining us today. And, and what we're doing is David and I were talking the other day. I was talking about how much I enjoy Star Trek. And uh, David's more of a Star Wars guy. And I kept trying to say, okay, well, you know, Star Trek is so much better because, well, you know, it's got a loyal following, even though Star Wars, now granted, I think Star Wars has a bigger following. Would that be fair? I mean, well, and I'd start off by saying Star Wars is truly international. There is there is not a country or a place in this world you can go where Star Wars doesn't have some kind of footprint. Okay. And start. It'd be hard for Star Trek to to compare with that. I mean, there's 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 places where Star Wars gets to that Star Trek just doesn't. Well, culturally, <laughs> let's talk about it. Star Wars has Ewoks. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, and I mean, this was such a blind. <laughs> I'm saying that wrong. I mean, this was an obvious play on marketing. The kids are watching it. They're cute, and so they sold a bunch of these way back in the day. That's that's a fair assessment. I am I am I love Star Wars. I'm not a huge fan of Ewoks. Yeah. Well, of course I I can't. Well, now that I think of it, for Star Trek fans, you know, we've got Tribbles. I I think, and you know, if we're, you know, if I'm just going to be fair here, I got to think that Tribbles kinds of win kind of wins that that uh, that debate because I Tribbles are definitely cooler than Ewoks. Uh huh. Well, gee. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you that one, actually. Okay. All right. So let's talk about. I know you're saying Star Wars is more international, but uh, here in this country, just think about what Star Trek has done, especially with the television show. I mean, it started there, with a pretty good cross section of ethnicities, and uh, you know, you're talking about women in power. It, looking at the first Star Wars that came out, it was pretty Anglo. <laughs> that's the best way well, I can say it. Well, that's that's fair, but I, I would I would also say that um, the Star Trek series that you're talking about um, barely stumbled through three seasons. So they and, and they were ready to cancel it after season two, and then some fans you know wrote in a little bit, and they ended up giving it one more season, and that was it. So this is you're talking about a three season canceled show. Mm-hmm versus Star Wars that literally came out and instantly took over the world. Now, I'm a little older than you, and I remember watching Jeopardy! with Art Fleming, and he invited William Shatner, after they had announced it, on stage saying about the letter-writing campaign that kept it on the air. And he told that story. Now, how many times did Jeopardy! invite you know, people on television onto the show. That's, I guess that's one, even as a little kid, I was remembering that. I said, man, that, that, that's crazy. I never knew that happened. I, that's, 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 that is pretty impressive. I mean, that's, you think about Jeopardy and you go, man, that's kind of hallowed ground. So and there, the you I see, is, is, you know, it's like, you know, for Star Trek was, was always an underground success. They had a, a very loyal, 
but very small cult following, and which grew over the years. But Star Wars was was instantly a success. It was something that that old people, young people, men, women, everyone loved immediately. People went to see it time and time again. They couldn't ever get people to watch Star Trek the first time it came on the TV. <laughs> I did, but I, you know what? All the guys that I kind of ran with in school, I mean, it was like, of course, we didn't have social media, but everybody at school was talking about how cool this show was. And, uh, you know, some of the things that were done, the interracial kiss, the first one ever done mm -hmm. between yeah. Captain Kirk and Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah. Boy, I tell you what, that that and this is in the 60s. So you could imagine how that was received. But they broke the ground there. And, you know, yeah. the, I, don't know I don't know if you know this, but that was actually that was not supposed to be um, William Shatner. I think they were, it was the kiss was actually supposed to be between her and someone else, I think, originally. And he actually talked his way into having that scene where, where uh, the aliens had kind of had control of them is yeah, when that right. happened. So that's kind of the way that they talked around the controversy. Well, it, you know, you got to understand the storyline. The aliens made them do it. You see back in the sixties. So How I just, far we've come since then. I know. Um, and the thing I like uh, also about Star Trek, let's talk about technology. Okay. You give me, your take on Star Wars technology, and I'm going to fire away with what Star Trek does to kill it. So, you know, like, okay, if we're talking about, like, just the technical part of it, you know, Star Wars does not spend a lot of time trying to explain their technology, which I know, I know Star Trek does, and it's sort of rooted in, in real science. But I would say you can make an argument, especially with even the last um, three movies, that in Star Wars there were clearly superior weapons superior uh ships um there's no question to me like if you put the uh a board Aww. ship say up against uh, the death star yeah I, I i really i really feel like the death star comes out on top oh the death star give me a break they blew it up twice it had a small flaw <laughs> yeah small flaw you didn't see any of that put on star trek they didn't say oh by the way there's this way to destroy the ship <laughs> wait a minute hold on they put the borg to sleep what i mean they took a nap that was their solution yeah <laughs> All right. Okay. That's the, that's the classic difference between Star Wars and Star Trek is oh. that, you know, in Star Wars, they blow you up. In Star <laughs> Trek, they talk you down. Ah, okay. All right. So let's talk about the technology that that helped to be as a springboard for our modern technology. I mean, take okay. a look. The communicating system, you know, very yeah. similar to what we have. In fact, uh, we've maybe gone beyond the communicator that was a flip phone so you know that's but true the fact is that they can just touch their insignia that's pretty close to our technology very that's close true. okay yep. uh and the other thing you know they're talking about time travel well time travel is actually not a thing that's that's back to the future a different movie <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh Hold on, Marty. <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, my ADD is kicking in. Okay, so but, but take a look. Okay, let's go to the medical technology. Let's talk about the tricorder. And what are you, what are you doing when you're going to a business? They're they're taking that uh, the uh, the new temperature reading, the new thermometer that hits you in the forehead. 
not hit you, but they measured the. I hope it doesn't hit you in the forehead. Yeah, 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 it's you're right. I mean, it's 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 certainly getting closer to that. And I I'll give you that that's I think Star Trek to some extent seems to have either followed or had some influence on modern technology. But I mean, it's not that exciting a stuff. I mean, that that to me, that's the reason why Star Wars is better because you're already seeing the stuff from Star Trek in real life. So how cool is it to see like real life stuff versus like something you've never seen before? Like, oh, you know, Star come Wars. on. Are you serious? That is extremely exciting to be it's, able it's to just, see that connection. You, know, you, you can go up to the, you know, the hospital, local hospital and see the same technology that you get uh, in a movie. I just don't think that's a good example. Well, yeah, it, it is something to get excited about because when the movies came out for the most part and the TV show, you know, I guess maybe that's an indication as to how old I am because I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool in the future. And now here we are, and it's almost like Star Trek was so much more prophetic than Star Wars as far as society is concerned. And That's, uh, well, that's probably fair. That's probably a fair thing to say. Okay, and, uh, you know, I already mentioned Lieutenant Uhura. Talk about women in power. Now, Star Wars does have that, but, you know, not... Not to the extent of the military standpoint that Star Trek had Starfleet doing that sort of thing on a regular basis. Well, it's yeah. true. It was a it was a different structure, but you know there were queens and commanders, and and there were there were certainly lots of female presence in, in places of power. There's no okay. question about it. All right. Well, even even back early on, and good little Princess Leia was was part of the the very first, and in the more recent movies, there was a. Uh, a female commander, I forget her name on the top of my head, but she was... Um, oh, yeah, you're talking the, about Janeway, yeah. Captain Janeway. No, 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 but like in... Star in, Wars. In, in Star Wars. Oh, okay. So the, uh, uh, the, I'm trying to remember her name. She was a, she was a, a woman that um, commanded the, the rebel fleet in, in, I think it was episode eight. Mm. And um, she ended up like sacrificing herself, not to give a new spoiler alert, but she ended up sacrificing herself to save the fleet and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You can't remember her name. So I, I wish I could. That's, I, that's names a, are not my thing. Yeah. I barely remember your name, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not making a good case there, buddy. Uh, okay, let's talk about something really important. Let's talk about a foreign language. Klingon is a language. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it really is a language. There is a Star Wars language. It's not. It's not a. It's not a spoken language, but there is a Star Wars written lang language. Hmm. Now you know the thing, and I'm going to give Star Wars some credit here. They have some nobility and and what's the word I'm looking for? Values. Um, That's true. Yeah. They do have that as a sense of a greater good, but the thing it lacks that Star Trek does have is the element of curiosity. I mean, you've got so many people blindly following orders, but there's not, there's not a what if, if we could do it this way uh, as much as they have on – they have some of it. Uh, you know, the Star Trek was definitely more geared towards, you know, exploration, where Star Wars was about adventure. You know, it was about it was about action and discovery and, and you know, sort of like growing up and – the hero's journey, and I, I think you know you could certainly make an argument that both of those have value, but it's that's one of those really difficult comparisons to make because they did take such a completely different approach. Um, but to me, I like the action of Star Wars. To me, that's what I, I mean. Is there really 
a scene that's better than the beginning of um, episode two, I think it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, episode three, I'm sorry. It's, it's the most epic battle in space ever put on screen. It is absolutely breathtaking. I actually I rewatched it here just a, a couple of days ago. Oh, um, it's, such an, it's such an amazing <laughs> moment of, of cinema. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did you see in the uh, Star Trek, uh, the, the remake done by J.J. Abrams in 2009, well, that was more after the battle, but they still, you know, with uh, Spock with the... I, I just love the intrigue of time travel there because it was just so much fun to, to be able to watch that. And, and kudos to J.J. Abrams who brought people in to the Star Trek way uh, that were not Trekkers before. You know, there was really a cool story behind it, and, they, and he told the story. It, so. You know, it, it it felt to me a little bit just like a, like a vehicle to say, well, I don't have to pay attention to any of the canon from the series, and I'm just going to do whatever I want. Uh, and I, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really dig the, the time travel aspect of that, although I, I, I will admit, I love to see Leonard Nimoy back in the role. That was very cool. He was, the to me, I mean, and I'm going to give Star Trek some credit here, Leonard Nimoy was what made Star Trek special. If you, did, if you took him out of Star Trek... Star Trek's a really forgettable sci-fi television show that probably never goes anywhere. But to me, he he really he took Star Trek to a different level. Yeah, and you know, here again, it's all about uh, diversity, especially when you're talking about a character like that that uh, plays off of somebody who is, uh, you know, kind of a traditional American in his way of thinking, a, a merge of cultures, uh, trying to understand each culture. As opposed to Star Wars, it says this is who I am and deal with it. Yeah, no, it's yeah, you're you're right. It's it's this, Star Wars was very much like, um, yeah, I don't really care what your beliefs are. You're gonna believe believe what I believe, <laughs> or you're going to die. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you have? I mean, Star Trek, we have Spock, and what do you have? Chewbacca? No, 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 no. Hold on, if you're gonna go Spock, I'm gonna go Obi Wan Kenobi on you. Yeah, but he didn't stick around that long, you know? He was in every movie. Yeah. That part was a very humanistic part, but I've got to tell you, Star Trek is a lot more humanistic. Oh, no, I'll give you that one, too. But I, I think that some of the characters are at least as as likable as anything that you see in Star Trek. I mean, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker. I mean, these are characters that people love so much that, that that was what caused some of the backlash that you had when the new movies came out with J.J. Abrams. Is people love those characters so much. Did you see me even deviate a little bit from expectations? Was like there was you did the most horrible thing in the world. It didn't bother me that much, honestly. But it, it's people <laughs> love those characters right. so much they they could not accept them being anything other than what they've always known them to be. So one one friend of mine made a, a really cool comment that uh, Star Trek had more of a look toward the future of humanity than Star Wars. Star Wars was dealing with the crisis management. And, and in fairness, Star Wars did wasn't about the future. It actually happened in the past. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm talking about the plot lines. Uh, you know, if you go back to the J.J. Abrams movie, uh, Kirk is, you know, they, they make reference to his dad and, and how you got there. I, I well, just like that. I, and, and, it, I, and, I, and I hear you, but look, they, the, the, the themes of family were something that were the 
the underlying thread that tied Star Wars together? I mean, is there is there a bigger surprise in entertainment history than Luke, I am your father? No, but a close second would be like Anakin Skywalker. This is this is an angry kid, you know. No, he is. Yeah. He's an angry kid, and he has to grow up in this world, and he's got such angst. Uh, and you know, getting back to your point about Spock, he's wise, he's uh, logical, uh, and maybe giving us a hope that we may one day be able to ex- uh, not accept but adapt some of the ways of his his line of thinking. Uh, I, I I would argue that that Obi Wan Kenobi was just as wise and cool as Spock ever was. And, pl- and played brilliantly by two very, very talented actors. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I mean, they had uh, good acting. I just remember the original Star Wars trailer and sitting in the movie theater and saying, because they had that picture of uh, R2-D2, and they had a yep. picture of uh, one of the scavengers. I forgot their name uh, in that yeah, you're you're talking about the, uh, the same you know people. they talk like you know like uh, radio station oh, managers the, the Jawas Jawas yeah and they and they yeah. shoot the gun and it, you know the electricity goes around it and and he's oh, and yeah. they do a shot and he just falls over yep I remember that scene In, that's a, that's that's a hilarious scene that's I mean it make that makes everyone laugh the first time they see it yeah but you know when we were watching it in the theater I I can I can remember the fact that. Everybody kind of laughed like that's stupid, and you I, see. I, well, I, and I think I think the the trailers, the original trailers for Star Wars were pretty bad. I mean, I think that before Star Wars came out, they really had no idea how to sell this movie because the studios were sure that it was going to be a complete flop. They hated it. They didn't. They saw the movie. They didn't understand it. They didn't. They didn't want to release it. Um, and you know George Lucas had to fight tooth and nail to get it released, and you know that ultimately he was vindicated because you know it was it was truly the biggest movie series in history, at least up until mm-hmm. that point. The, and what's it really interesting, laid the groundwork for everything we know about for blockbusters today. There was there wasn't anything thing as a blockbuster before Star Wars. Well, you know what's interesting though, I can remember when it first hit the theaters, it didn't go with this giant. Uh, anticipation. Same thing with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm kind of getting yeah. off a, a little bit off the beaten path, but nobody right, knew though. what was coming in. No, but, you yeah, know, yeah. and I, in fact, uh, I was at a radio station. I was just a kid, you know, one of my first radio gigs, but we did the premiere and we're sitting there going, I don't know about this, you know, for Raiders. And and you it, know, and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the same right. characteristics happened with Star Wars because uh, I guess maybe the fact that the motion picture guys did the trailer maybe they weren't trying to do something that was compelling. Well, I, and I tell you, you know, one of the things that, that gets overlooked that, that, that made star Wars great, especially early on was the sound effects and the music. <laughs> and so when, when I first saw star Wars, the very first time in the theater, and I, I, I'm, I'm old too. So I saw, I did see it in the theater and the first time I saw it, I was not impressed. I was like, eh, that was, was all right. I guess it was okay. And the theater I saw it in, you know, they had it was one of those old theaters. They don't have them anymore. Right. It's just one of these, it's a speaker behind the screen, and mm-hmm. that's all they had. You know, it just doesn't have the same punch. And then you go see it in a real theater with surround sound and, and Dolby and all that kind of stuff that was very new back at that time. And it's just, it's a different movie. And the ground they broke on using music 
and sound effects to, to shape a story was unprecedented at the time. And it, it, it changed movie making. And, and again, I, you know, I know we're maybe that's a slightly off track topic from what you wanted to talk about, but it, that's the influence that yeah. Star Wars had right. that Star Trek just didn't. Yeah, I, Star Trek I, has never been influential in, in the making of movies or television shows or any of that stuff. Well, People tried to copy some of the success later, but, I mean, Star Wars set the standard. Not, well, there's one place it didn't set the standard. They stole right. this idea from Star Trek, and that uh, okay. a very famous uh, greeting or more—I guess it happened more often that it was a, kind of like a goodbye— Spock always said, live long and prosper. And yeah. so I believe that they did, may the force be with you because of that. You may be right. And I don't know. I never, I never heard that that was the case. Um, I think the, the, you know, the force thing um, can feel a little convoluted sometimes, especially some of, in some of the later movies in, in fairness, but <laughs> it was a pretty radical concept to introduce something that had, um, sort of semi-religious connotation yeah. about it feeling like like it was secular and it was kind of a really brilliant concept when you think about it because it it helped it gives you it gave you a vehicle to do all kinds of things in those movies that you couldn't done in a, in a traditional science fiction movie yeah but you know it's you're talking about the difference between uh, mysticism and some religion in there even Han Solo said mumbo mumbo jumbo or something like that you know <laughs> <laughs> Is he, what did he say? He's, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember the line uh, where he said that, you know, the force and all of that was no match for a good blaster, you know? That is true. He did that's, say that. That's, that's I think kinda, he was right for the most part. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to settle this. I, I really don't know if we've settled it in anybody's mind, and I'm sure there's going to be people to comment on it. It's a tough debate, and I, I, I in, in fairness, I think I think both of them were great. I do, I do love Star Trek too. I just, I just feel like Star Wars was really the the groundbreaker and the standard setter, and did things that I think will live on even beyond when Star Trek lives on. Yeah. All right. Well, right now, to, yeah, that's fine. And right now they're having trouble getting uh, everybody back together for a Star Trek movie. In fact, they're because of what's going on. Well, oh, what I is know. that, you know, with the uh, on-demand thing that CBS is doing where uh, Commander Riker from The Next Generation kind of looks like he's ready to, you know, go into assisted living. Uh, <laughs> he's looking pretty old. Yeah, he's looking old. He, look, he looks as old as Patrick Stewart does. Oh yeah, I think Patrick Stewart looks better. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like Patrick Stewart's much older than than um, I forget his name, um, but he's much older than Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, yeah, he's much older than Jonathan Frakes, but he didn't look like it. <laughs> that's something you can probably take away if you're listening to the Scotty Mac with Cheese podcast. Star Trek is better. David Sorge, my buddy over here, and uh, podcast guru says Star Wars lives on. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. I guess every people have probably already made up their minds. Hey, appreciate it. Hope you have a great Fourth of July. <laughs> Get the blasters ready. All right, David. Hey, thanks for joining us. Scotty Mac and Cheese podcast. Yeah, powered. By Mark Ken Properties, M A R K E N Properties.com, five star secluded luxury resort living in, in that spot in Fort Lauderdale, right on the water. Hey, we appreciate you listening. We will talk to you soon.